أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين And welcome to the Scale of Wisdom podcast brought to you by the Batul Foundation In this episode we are going to speak about hell, Jahannam And broadly speaking in the afterlife there are two outcomes Either a person will go to heaven where they will experience an eternity of bliss and happiness or they will end up in hell, where they experience anguish and pain. And like we spoke about in the episodes on paradise, the heaven or hell of a person is defined by the state of their nafs or of their soul when they die. And that is an amalgamation of all the acts, intentions, thoughts and so on that they've had in their lives. And of course there are certain things that will assure that a person goes to hell, like certain terrible crimes or the insistence on committing sins. But broadly speaking, in the same way that we make macro decisions in our lives that influence the whole direction of our life, so too the decision to believe or not to believe is one of the key decisions that determines whether a person ends up in heaven or in hell. The first subsection in Mizan al-Hikmah speaks about the warning against hell. In the Holy Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Indeed, hell is an ambush, a resort for the rebels. And Imam Ali is reported to have said, Beware of the fire, whose din is ready, whose flames are fierce, and whose pain is ever fresh. Din meaning a loud, unpleasant, and prolonged noise. And Imam Ali is also reported to have said, The fire whose rage is fierce, its din is high, its flame is growing, its blaze is stirring up, Its exhalation is furious, its extinction is remote, its fuel is blazing, and its threat is fearful. So these kind of ahadith warn against the punishment of hell, where the people that end up in it will be in a very painful and difficult situation. And it is natural for a human being to avoid that kind of danger, even if it means going through something that is also difficult. So for example, many people may flee their homes in a war zone, because fleeing their homes is easier than staying around and perhaps getting killed. So it is very normal for people to avoid harm, as long as they believe that that harm is a threat to them. And this is where belief comes in, in the avoidance of hell. A human being has to believe that the danger of hell is real in order to avoid it. And they have to believe that that threat is something that will ultimately be carried out. Otherwise, hell does not become motivational. Hell is not something that will push somebody to stay away from sin. Whereas our scriptural sources have been very clear on the undesirability of ending up in hell. The next subsection talks about the fuel of hell. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Holy Quran says, And if you do not, and you will not, then fear the fire whose fuel will be humans and stones prepared for the faithless. So this verse here is a continuation of the challenge that is presented to the unbelievers to bring something like the Holy Quran. And if they do not do that, then they should be aware of the hellfire which burns on people and stones. And in another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, As for the perverse, they will be the firewood of hell. And the imagery that this gives is again of an excruciating punishment because the fuel of the fire is hotter than the fire itself. It is as if the fire is at one with the people who end up in it. The next subsection talks about the chains and shackles of hell. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Holy Quran says, Seize him and fetter him, then put him into hell 
then in a chain whose length is 70 cubits bind him. And Imam Sadiq is reported to have said, relating what Gabriel once said to the Holy Prophet if only one link of the chain whose length is 70 cubits was to be tied down on this world, the world would melt by its heat. So again here we see the expression of the intensity of the heat of the hellfire. The next subsection speaks about the garments of the people of the fire. Imam al-Sadiq is reported to have said, relating again what Gabriel said to the Holy Prophet if only one garment from among the garments of the people of the fire was to be hung between the sky and the earth, the people of this world would die of its smell. So here an explanation of the unpleasant smell of the hellfire. So it is not only burning which is unpleasant, it is also the smell, as we'll see in the next section, the food, the drink, and all of the other aspects that are involved in the life of the hellfire that are unpleasant. So the hellfire is an undesirable experience, a place in which everything is against our dispositions. Nothing is pleasurable in the hellfire, and it is worse than any kind of life that can be imagined in this world. The next subsection speaks about the food of the people of the fire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Holy Quran says, They will have no food except cactus, neither nourishing nor availing against hunger. So the food that the people eat in the hellfire is such that it neither nourishes them nor satisfies their hunger. But again, out of their hunger they are forced to eat these unpleasant foods which don't give them the nourishment that they need and nor do they push away the feeling of hunger. And in another verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So he has no friend here today nor any food except pus. So again, the imagery of eating pus is something that is definitely unpleasant. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, If a bucket of the pus of hell was to be poured where the sun rises over this world, the skulls of the people living where it sets would boil, meaning where the sun sets. And Imam Sadiq ﷺ is reported to have said, relating what Gabriel said to the Holy Prophet ﷺ, if one drop of the cactus of hell was to drop in the drink of the people of this world, they would die of its stench. The next subsection speaks about the drink of the people of hell. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Holy Quran says, And drink boiling water on top of it, drinking like thirsty camels. So because of the thirst that the people of hell go through, they can't help but drink the boiling water of hell. And they don't drink it in a measured way, but they drink it like thirsty camels, gulping it down. And of course, they don't get cooled down by drinking at all. And anyone who has lived in a hot country, for example, in the middle of the afternoon when they've been out all day, understands the unpleasantness of being hot and then not being able to cool down in any way at all. Imam Ali is reported to have said, when the zakum and the cactus will boil in the stomachs of the people of fire, like boiling water, they will ask for a drink, and they will be given a drink made of pus and festering matter. One will swallow it painfully, but will not enjoy it, and death will come to him from all sides, though he will not die. Inshallah, in the next episode, we will continue the discussion of the hellfire.